This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Another spectacular show for you today, starting with the renowned, respected, and very successful Woodbine trainer, Kevin Attard. He's had a great season so far, and some of that has to do with his champion mayor, Moira. She gave it her best at the E.P. Taylor Stakes at Woodbine on October the 8th. We'll talk with Kevin about what went right and what went wrong for Moira last weekend, and also look ahead to today's Cup and Saucer Stakes. Kevin Attard has three horses raring to go in this race, considered to be one of the first preps for next summer's King's Plate. Next on Ponies, we are excited to welcome back to the show the lovely and talented Alana Nolan. She is Woodbine's manager of racing and brand content and was also part of the Canadian Triple Crown television coverage team this year, doing a spectacular job as always. We'll catch up with the busy Miss Nolan in moments to find out more about her role at Woodbine and what it's like to conduct live interviews on horseback. I've always wanted to know. And great friend of the show, Ken Middleton Jr., is next up. He is Woodbine Mohawk's track announcer. Ken was involved in a pretty serious training accident on June the 29th, suffering cracks, breaks, and bruises. We'll find out how he's doing now on the road to recovery and also talk about his great balancing act when it comes to calling races and training trotters. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, always great to see you. You look marvelous, by the way. Thank you. A memorable day of racing and celebration at Woodbine last Sunday, October 8th. What happened? Well, it was the uh, E.P. Taylor Stakes and the Canadian International Stakes, and more importantly for the Canadian International, it was the 50th anniversary of the Great Secretariat winning the Canadian International. And Woodbine did it up uh, pretty neat because they brought uh, uh, jockey Eddie Maple in, and, and Eddie Maple rode uh, Secretariat the day that he won the Canadian International. Wow. Yet he was not the regular rider. Ron Turcott, Canadian-born Ron Turcott, was the regular rider, but he had got suspended in a race uh, for some sort of altercation in a race about a week before that. So he was serving his days and couldn't come to Canada to ride Secretariat. So they brought in Eddie Maple, he won, and the horse won by, what, 17 lengths or something like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a terrific uh, day back then, 50 years ago, I remember it, and it was a good day on uh, Sunday. The weather was kind of iffy, but... Uh, other than that, it was good. Well done, you. Well done, Woodbine. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. One of Canada's top thoroughbred trainers, Kevin Attard, joins us now on Ponies 24-7. Kevin, there's so much to talk about. Glad to have you with us again, and congratulations on a terrific season so far. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Always uh, appreciate being on the show. It's, uh, it's great for the industry, and uh, you guys are, are wonderful. Well, let's uh, talk about Moira. Like we've talked about Moira in the past, uh, she finished third last week in the EP Taylor. Uh, were you disappointed in this uh, finish? Yeah, definitely a little disappointed. I thought she ran her race. Uh, you know, what I mean, I think just kind of more disappointed with uh, Mother Nature and the elements yeah. that uh, you know. I mean, sometimes uh, at this time of year, you need to deal with. Yeah, you know, we had some rain earlier in the week uh, leading up to the race, and uh, I think the surf, uh, the turf just got a little bit. Uh, you know, soft for her liking, and, and it kind of favored more of the European-type horses. So for listeners who may just be joining us for the first time, tell us about Moira. What is it about her that makes her so special, and how do you train her? Uh, you know, obviously she's special for me because, uh, you know, she's done a lot of firsts for me, uh, obviously winning the Queen's Plate, which was kind of, uh, you know, I mean, such a prestigious race and a race that I coveted uh, for a long time uh, you know, for her to kind of win that, and uh, you know, I mean, there's that special bond. I think, uh, but at the end of the day, I just think she's a great horse. I think she's a a grade one caliber horse. Uh, you know, I mean, we've had a little bit of of tough luck with her in certain races, and uh, I definitely think she's good enough to compete with the best in uh, North America. And uh, you know, on uh, I think. You know, on a surface that she likes, I, I have so much faith and confidence in her 
to to be competitive with the best that uh, I look forward to kind of uh, I mean getting there one day with her and hopefully uh, showing the world what I kind of think so so what are the plans uh, for Moira for this year is is she done or is she gonna race and will we see her next year uh, we're still uh, uh, contemplating whether to send her to California for the Breeders' Cup. Right. Um, just going to see how she's kind of bounced out of this race so far. I like what I'm seeing. You know, she seems no worse for wear. Uh, her attitude is still good and bright, and, and she seems very happy and healthy. Um, so, I mean, those are all obviously good signs that you want to see if, uh, you know I mean, you're planning on kind of putting on an airplane and shipping out west. So um, we'll, we'll kind of uh, just kind of, get back in her routine right now, see how things go. And then uh, as we get closer, decide whether uh, uh, the Breeders' Cup is going to be her next start or not. Um, as for next year, you know, I mean, it, it, you just kind of take things one race at a time. Um, you know, she's been uh, cataloged in a sale in November, so there's a possibility she could sell at that time. Uh, but if not, then I can't see why uh, she wouldn't be uh, racing uh, next year. Uh, hopefully with me still. And, uh, uh, I mean, just, uh, you know, like I said earlier, she's just a very special horse and, uh, um, you know, I don't want to see her leave, uh, but uh, one day that's going to have to happen. Kevin Attard, can we rewind a little bit to this past summer? I want to talk very quickly about your observations and contributions to the King's Plate, to the Prince of Wales, to the Breeders' Stakes. Yeah, so we had a, a bunch of horses in the King's Plate we kind of took a crack at. Uh, you know, I was really kind of high in Wickenheiser going in there. I thought uh, she had just finished running second in the Woodbine Oaks. Uh, I really thought uh, she was kind of my best uh, opportunity going into the King's Plate to kind of to run well. But for some reason that day, she just didn't fire her, her best and was a little bit of a dissing, uh, disappointing performance. Um, you know, uh, so anyways... Uh, we, the rest of them, they, they were all kind of long shots. We weren't going in it this year with a Moira Velocitor who kind of outran his odds, ran really well uh, to finish fourth that day in the King's Plate. And then obviously uh, he came back uh, in, uh, to win the uh, Prince of Wales at Fort Erie in the slop. You know, he's uh, he's been pretty consistent horse, had a few kind of... Uh, setbacks earlier in the season and his kind of three-year-old campaign didn't start off like we had hoped originally but uh he's kind of bounced back now he's doing really well um you know we're kind of contemplating where to run next possibly to make uh, his next start uh uh in the ontario derby here at woodmine or or ship out of town to go uh to try the dirt again because of uh his prince of wales race being so well uh over the dirt um and then in the breeders uh you know, we we had freshened a couple horses up. Uh, a horse like Philip, my dear, who was ta- Canada's uh, champion two-year-old last year. Uh, you know, with uh, with the uh, King's Plate, you're focusing on synthetic races, and he was uh, all turf last year, and kind of just was, you know, on the edges here. And uh, in the Breeders, he ran a good fourth. Uh, you know, he was far back early, closed in the race, and. Uh, I mean, it was a credible fourth. We were happy with his performance and just kind of nice to see him back on the turf. I think that's what he appreciates. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes you've got to kind of try other things to get them to certain races, and uh, that's kind of how his uh, season kind of unfolded. Okay, Kevin, talk about today. It's a cup and saucer. <laughs> I love uh, that name. <laughs> yeah, cup and saucer steaks. And you have three horses, uh, King Rosso, War Painter, and Zippy Gizmo. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, Zippy Gizmo is obviously going into the race being two for two on the grass. He's won his last two races over that surface. He's a horse that, uh, as the distance of his races have kind of extended, he's kind of rose to the occasion. Uh, very nice horse. Um, he's going to have to step up in the cup and saucer, but uh, there's no reason why he can't. Uh, been very happy with him. Um, War Painter is a filly that uh, she also won her last race on the on the turf in uh, a stake, and uh, you know she's bred to go long. She's bred for the grass. She's uh, second choice. Uh, you know I think uh, she continues to go in the right direction. Uh, she can definitely um, have a good chance of maybe upsetting the favorite. And uh, King Rosso is a, is a two-year-old that just has made one start. I think it's a deceivingly good race. Uh, he ran six that day, wasn't beaten that far, um, but he's, he's worked really well in the interim. We've geared him towards this race for a while now, and uh, you know, I'm expecting to see him uh, come up with a good performance. You know, Kevin, the cup and saucer is traditionally considered one of the first preps for the King's Plate, which is not for another 10 months. How does that happen? Yeah, so, you know, you know when you get these two-year-old Canadian bread races, there's certain races that are on the calendar for them at two. And like you said, the cup and saucer is one. Uh, they're marquee events. Uh, they start to kind of stretch out in distance and, and get these babies prepared to kind of... Uh, make that transition from two to three. Uh, obviously, this race is on the turf, uh, uh, but, you know, with, with the synthetic, a, a lot of the times these horses uh, take to both surfaces. Um, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it's the first really restricted Canadian bred race going long for them. And, uh, you know, you're going to possibly see maybe a plate winner come out of this race um, or obviously some new faces that come along down the road. Uh, but definitely it's, uh, you know, in the back of our minds here as trainers, you're definitely thinking, you know, maybe this could be my next King's Plate winner here. And it can be a challenging race for, as you say, they're just babies. They're two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, you know, they've got to adjust to the, the turf surface. Plus, they got to adjust to going to a distance of ground, too. Yes, definitely. A lot of them, a lot of them haven't run this far yet. Um, a lot of them have never even seen the turf yet. Um, some of them are still maidens to boots, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's definitely a race that's uh, uh, going to be a new challenge to a lot of them. Uh, luckily for my uh, couple that uh, are uh, both stake winners over the turf, they kind of have a bit of an advantage, I think, in the sense that they've run over that turf course. They've, uh, especially with the E.P. Taylor being so close to the grandstand, they've had the opportunity to kind of see the crowd and hear them a lot closer than they typically are. Uh, so definitely a little bit of a, a bonus, I think, for, for my two uh, that have had that experience and uh, you know just kind of, you continue to hope that they uh, they develop and, and kind of move forward in the right direction. I've always wanted to ask you this. What's the difference between a two-year-old and a three-year-old in terms of racing ability? Uh, you know, they're just, horses are just like kids in a sense. As they get older, uh, some of them are growing more into their bodies. You know, some some are, are big at, at a young age and they're still kind of big and gangly. And it just takes them a little time. Uh, for them to kind of catch up physically. Uh, others, it's uh, the more mental aspect of it where, uh, you know, they're still kind of, you know, acting like kids, not really focusing on what uh, their job is. They're, 
think life's kind of a, you know, I mean, a game or a joke in a sense, right? So um, they're just, they take a little bit more time to develop mentally. And uh, they're just babies at this point of the game. So you just got to be slow and uh, give them the time they need. Some of them just need a little bit of time to kind of grow up and, and kind of grow into their bodies still. Uh, so it's, it's both kind of from a mental and uh, physical standpoint. So let's talk a little bit about yourself now, Kevin. 2023, how would you sum up the raising season for you? Is it, uh, are you happy with it? Uh, is there any disappointments? Or It's been okay. Uh, you know, I was hoping it to be a little bit stronger. Uh, we were coming off of a great 2022, set a lot of new kind of, you know, I mean, records in the sense of money earned and, and certain races that we, we won. Um, so uh, this year, some of our goals we've kind of fallen short of. Um, but, you know, it's, it hasn't been a complete wash. Um, we have a lot of young horses that are developing and uh, kind of looking like they're going to be nice thrills for next season. And, and you know, I mean, uh, at this stage of the game, that's kind of where, where kind of I want my stable to be in the sense buying young horses or breeding young horses to be uh, racing in the Kings Blade and the Woodbine Oak. So it's, uh, it's, it's a process that takes time and patience. And, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you have a little, you know, I mean, few setbacks or you take a step backwards. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we've got, I think, the right clientele behind us. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just kind of have to be patient and kind of weather the storm sometimes. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully these two-year-olds kind of have a good winter and uh, come back next year and, and make that next step. You are a winning trainer. You're part of the Atard family horse racing dynasty. What is it, Kevin, that separates you from the other human herd, the rest of the uh, the other trainers, the human herd? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that do the same same thing that I do, work just as hard as I do, if not harder. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tough business, uh, you know, when you're coaching, uh, you know, animals that can't talk back to you. It's just a matter of trying to get into their mind. Um, you know, I mean, personally, to me, it's, you know, I mean, just a lot of hard work, not taking days off and, and just striving to be the best, you know. Um, you try to, uh, you know, set goals for yourself every year and, and you come in and, and you hope to achieve them and um, you can't let kind of the bad days get you down. And, and there are a lot of bad days. There's more bad days than good days in the sense, uh, I mean, if you're winning at uh, 20% of the time, uh, then you're doing really well. So um, it's just, you know, putting your head down, working hard. And, and uh, you know, you I think when, uh, when you work hard, people uh, see that and they recognize you by giving you uh, the right quality of horses. Quickly, Kevin, before we let you go, have you been active buying yearlings for next year? Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, fortunately for uh, for me, I'm involved with uh, a couple clients that buy a lot of uh, yearlings, uh, and one of them uh, in particular, Natalani, he heads uh, a, a few uh, syndicates. Uh, Canuck Racing Club is a new one to Ontario here at Woodbine. Um, they're uh, getting into the game, and they're. Uh, you know, they've already had a stake winner. They actually, they're the ownership of War Painter. So uh, he buys a lot of horses uh, for that syndicate, obviously, in the X-Men group. 
Um, and then I've got my other client, uh, the Ellings. They use a gentleman by the name of Clay Shear. He buys horses also at Keeneland and, and uh, throughout the sales at Kentucky. So uh, there's another sale coming up soon in uh, in October at uh, Phase at Tipton, and uh, we look to be active there. Uh, you know, we also obviously supported our own sale here in September, and we bought some horses out of that sale as well. So, you know, the future looks you know, I mean, bright. I think we have a, a lot of like horses coming up uh, for next season as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, there's some, uh, some champions in, in that mix. And what do you do in your time off? Just kidding, because I don't think there is any. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I did have time off. I'm not sure what I would do, but uh, you know, we're you're, you're definitely looking for a little bit of a break. I'm not going to lie; it's been a long season uh, uh, mentally. It's tough on you, and uh, uh, you know the uh, the physical side isn't as bad, but the, it's just the more the mental side of uh, of you know, I mean, training is it can be a little bit taxing. So uh, you're definitely Definitely looking for a little bit of quiet time and kind of rejuvenating the batteries and then the mind and uh, kind of coming back uh, fresh next season here at Woodmine. Obviously, this is my home. This is where I want to be and and uh, be successful. You are the best. Kevin Attard, thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. When we come back, Woodbine's manager of racing and brand content, Alana Nolan, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We are so pleased to be joined by two-timer, and I mean two-timer because she, this is her second time on the show, Woodbine's Alana Nolan. If you've been following the amazing television coverage recently of the Canadian Triple Crown, you noticed Alana as a big part of this coverage. And in fact, Alana, I want to start by saying, how cool is it that you conduct interviews or you, you do coverage well on a horse? I think that's amazing. It was uh, a dream come true. It's something that I've always wanted to do ever since I started my career. Um, it is not easy. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Um, holding a microphone and trying to control a horse and, you know, thinking of questions and, you know, you have a director in your ear, but it was the, the King's Plate was incredible. Um, the breeder stakes was amazing. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolute dream come true. And, and a big shout out to Rob Love for um, hooking me up with that pony. He definitely took care of me. And uh, the rule was no crying, no dying, and neither of those things <laughs> happened that day. So. <laughs> you, well, you did a really, really, really good job, and it was very impressive. And it's also pretty exciting how you did that, and you managed to control everything that was around you, which is, you know, pretty awesome at, at your tender young age. Oh yes, yes. It was. Uh, it was. It was definitely. And I mean, it was such a rush too because um, you know Rob. Rob had me go with him in the in the post parade, and uh, you know, riding in front of that grandstand, I, I'll never forget it. It was just like it was probably you know one of the most exciting moments of my career and seeing these people. And I remember Emma Jane Wilson talking about it's like a wall of energy. And that's exactly what it feels mm. like. Like it feels like you're walking into like this force field and it's all these people just watching and excited. And it's, it's a really, really cool experience. And I'm really thankful that I got the opportunity. And you had a background in, in uh, equestrian or riding, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so I started riding when I was three. Um, I started in the English discipline. And then I moved over, um, I was actually working on a television show for Outdoor Life Network, now I'm dating myself, <laughs> um, with the rodeo uh, series, and I saw trick riding for the first time, and I thought, well, that looks like kind of fun. So I found a trick riding school, and I was a professional trick rider for almost 10 years, and then I went back to my uh, uh, English roots, I guess, and started Hunter Jumper again, so uh, love horses, love being on them. My mother is a lot more happier that I'm not standing on top of them anymore. So <laughs> I can, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little more her speed. So, uh, I, it's just, I'm just really, really happy anytime I get on a horse. That's for sure. Alana, can we also talk about your sports background just in terms of broadcasting? It, it wasn't first and foremost, uh, horse racing. I actually started uh, with football back in the day and then kind of established my career uh, on the football field with the Calgary Stampeders. I was there for 10 seasons, uh, won two Grey Cups. That's where I met my husband. Uh, then I transitioned. I was doing football and hockey for the Calgary Flames. So I got to travel uh, with the team, you know, broadcast 82 games uh, plus playoffs when we were in it and preseason. So it, it was a busy, busy couple of years doing both because they really overlap football starts in well the draft is in may uh flames would usually be out of it by then <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hockey starts back up in october so it was a busy busy time but you know it, it's kind of nice to just be able to sit in the stands for once and and watch football and not be 
frozen on the sideline. The move to horse racing was was made. Uh, obviously, you saw opportunity there. You wanted to get back to your roots of uh, of horses and uh, you know kind of get away from the uh, the other sports modes. I feel like when I came to Woodbine and I, and I was cut, I, we would move to Toronto um, a couple months before. And, um, you know, I, as much as I was like, oh, it'd be cool to work for the Leafs or it'd be cool to work for the Argos, I kind of had an honest talk with myself. And it's like, well, you've already done that. So what's something new that you could do and what's something that you're passionate about? And any day that I'm around horses, I'm, I'm happy. It, it helps with my dopamine levels for sure. <laughs> and it's funny that, you know, it's actually my connections through football that got me in the door at Woodbine because there's quite a bit of, or quite a lot of CFL alumni that work uh, at Woodbine. You know, Jim Lawson being one of them, Mike Copeland, my boss, Jonathan Rubinoff, uh, Jamie Dykstra, Kelly Tyson. Like there's just a whole list of CFL people. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of was meant to be that, that we ended up in Toronto and, and I reached out to Woodbine and, and here we are. And when you say we, we're also talking about your other half, Pete Costanza. He's with the Argos. How perfect is that? You're both with yeah. Toronto sports. That's right. And uh, they're 13-2 and two this season. Oh, We've got a game tonight, <laughs> Saturday against uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks. So hoping to go undefeated at home. This is the last home game of the season. Um, and then two more games left. So And then we're in playoffs. So they've already reached a bye to the East Final. And then the Grey Cup will be played in Hamilton just down the road. So uh, fingers crossed this would be... Uh, a three-peat, literally, for Pete, because <laughs> uh, he was with Winnipeg in 2021 when Winnipeg won, uh, and then last year, obviously, with the Argos. So, going for three. Argos, that's all yeah. I have to say. <laughs> just, I just dated myself there. Walk us through a typical day for you at, at Woodbine, one that doesn't include horseback riding, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with your title and, and, and that. Uh, what, what, uh, what's a typical day for you? Yeah, so my title is Manager of Racing and Brand Content. So basically anything that you see on our social channels, um, I've had some kind of uh, hand in it, whether that's um, one of the videos that we've started to do this year that I'm really proud of um, are called Horse Person of the Month. And so that's where we feature the grooms and sort of the the unseen pe- people and, and heroes of the backstretch. And it's been so fun to get to know these people and showcase their passion and showcase how hard they work. So when we uh, start a typical day, my cameraman and I will head into the backstretch, usually early mornings, not as early as, as those folks start, um, but we'll go and we'll do conduct a couple of interviews We'll get some shots of them, you know, interacting with the horses, watching training, um, get some footage of the horses, them working in the barns, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then we head over to our offices and we start to put it all together. So going through the footage, scripting it all. And then on top of that, planning for, okay, well, what's next? Um, you know, we just sort of ended our, our busiest part of the season where we had all those triple crown races and we had a lot of broadcasts. So now we're kind of taking a little bit of a breath and we can kind of start planning, okay, what does our off-season content look like? So we're working right now um, on a social content shoot that we'll do with the jocks. So kind of showing, showcasing their personality, much like you would see in an NHL team or a CFL team, um, kind of getting to know them, introducing them to our audiences and things like that. So um, 
I love going in the back stretch. Uh, this is I've been with Woodbine now just a year and a couple months. Uh, but starting to get to know the trainers and the jockeys and they see you and they say hi and you strike up a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a, it reminds me so much of my rodeo background that it's like a big family and it's a community. And, you know, if you're willing to listen and learn and tell their stories, they're so accommodating. I think that's terrific. And, you know, as you're talking about all of this and all of the great projects you've been working on and what you're looking forward to in the future, I've been with the show for 10 months and I've learned so much. And and I sometimes am afraid to ask what I think might be silly questions. What do you do Mm -hmm. for the fan out there who wants to be more involved in horse racing? What can you do to try to educate them so that they, we feel more comfortable in the environment and can actually thrive within it because we're being taught you know, the ins and outs and the idiosyncrasies of horse racing. More shows like this. That's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah. Exactly. But that's really what we need. And and that's really what we're aiming to do with the Woodbine content is to not, not dumb it down, but to explain it in layman's terms. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even an expert. Like I, I texted uh, Kevin Attard before the breeder stakes because I wanted to know if they changed the horseshoes for the turf because right. I in my world we would we would put corks on mm. um, and he was so gracious and sent me this like page long text and explaining you know why the horseshoes for the synthetic actually work well on the turf as well so I think um, if we can kind of you know take that curtain down and, and showcase the love of the, that these people have for their horses, the love that they have for this sport, um, you know, kind of make it a little more accessible. Some of the terminology I think can be intimidating, but that's what we're trying to do is, is showcase, look, horse racing is fun. And I think with the addition of bet three, six, five, now being able to offer, um, horse racing and, and wagering on horses there, I think there's an opportunity to really bring in a new audience who might be, you know, betting on um, NFL every weekend or betting on the NHL. Well, hey, why don't, why don't you check out horse racing? Because it's, it's actually a lot of fun and, and there's good value there too. By the way, Alana, the, the information that Kevin passed on to you about horseshoes, I saw mm-hmm. you work that into your coverage of the breeder stakes, and and it was phenomenal. It, it was I was like, oh, I didn't know that. that <laughs> it was well, yeah, well done, was, well done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think about like, okay, well, what would I if I was a viewer and I wasn't, you know, totally up on what was going on? What were the questions I would ask, or what what would be kind of a neat little tidbit to have in your back pocket? Um, I chatted with Charlie Appleby. Uh, two weekends ago um, about, you know, his horse and, and his insane record at Woodbine. And he, you know, gave such a thoughtful answer. It was, it was such a good, good way to kind of introduce people to, to Charlie Appleby, who is arguably one of the best trainers in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a lot of fun and, and I hope to keep doing it. The horse that you were on uh, when we saw you on television and that, was that a thoroughbred? Uh, he is a retired quarter horse okay. uh, that, that was racing. Okay. Have you ever ridden a thoroughbred? Uh, my horse was a what we call an appendix. He was a quarter horse, half quarter horse, half thoroughbred. So that was as close as I've ever been on a on a thoroughbred. Do you want to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I keep like I look at them and I'm like that's. No, that's too scary. But like I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I could pony one. 
Yeah. I could I could ride a pony and pony a thoroughbred, I feel like. But, I mean, every time we were in the backstretch yesterday morning and I, you know, had a couple of minutes just before our next interview. And so I was just watching them train on the track. And I'm like, they're just beautiful, majestic animals. And it's, it's insane how, you know, you can build a relationship uh, so quickly with one. And, and you see, you know, the trainers and the exercise riders and the grooms and, um, there's just love there. It's, it's, it's just a really incredible thing to see. Well, before we uh, let you go, Alana, a quick question for you. You mentioned about kind of the, the social contact, um, uh, content, I should say, is very similar in the hockey world and the horse racing world. Is there any other similarities that you've noticed so far? Uh, it's the opposite, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and it, it's not, it's nothing to say against, um, you know, professional hockey or, or professional football. I I think um, you know they've been chat. They've been in media training for years and years since they were fifteen, sixteen years old. So you tend to get uh, some recycled answers. Whereas in this sport, I feel like a lot of the people, a lot of the trainers, the jockeys, the owners give you very well thought out answers, and they really think about what they're trying to convey. And I really appreciate that as somebody who's trying to create content is, you know, that they're invested in this as much as I am. Interesting. For my 40 years in this career in television and radio, I've always said you are only as good as your guest. And 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 that's proof positive what you've just talked about. But you've also been an amazing guest here on Ponies 24-7. So there we have double proof positive. Thank you, Alana Nolan, so much for joining us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to chat with you people. (laughs) Take good care. Thank you. Thank you. After the break, when we come back, the road to recovery for Woodbine Mohawk Park track announcer Ken Middleton Jr. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with hpibet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Great friend of the show, Ken Middleton Jr. is next up. He is Woodbine Mohawk's track announcer. Ken was involved in a very serious training accident on June the 29th, suffering cracks, breaks, and bruises. He lived to tell the tale, and we are so glad about that. He joins us now on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Welcome back to the show. You know, the big question from Larry and from me, how are you doing today? 
Good morning, first of all. I'm actually doing well. Um, I wasn't well when I was in the hospital, obviously. It uh, drags you down uh, mentally and physically, obviously. But, uh, you know, once once I was able to get home and convalesce at home, it really brightens your spirits when you can be there because you can obviously be with your family and your friends. When you're in the hospital, you stare at the ceiling and the walls and you feel sorry for yourself. Or, no, it's great to be home and every day um, I think I'm getting better. I feel better uh, physically and mentally. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track. Well, Ken, I read someplace that the accident happened with uh, one of the quieter horses in your barn. Like, like what happened? It was, yeah. Um, a, a very unassuming horse, in fact. Larry, if you came to the barn and you'd never jogged a horse before, he's the one I would have put you on to go out and jog. So it just goes to show, um, you know, anything can happen at any time with any horse. So uh, I never take anything for granted. I'm always very safe and, uh, you know, have your feet in the stirrups and you're always on guard for not only your horse, but the other horses that are out on the tracks. I really don't know what happened. He he just, he spooked from something and then... Uh, he just decided to hit the gallop and he took off a hundred miles an hour. I was doing my best to try and get him to slow down, but he just, he would not slow down. So I don't know if he got stung by a yellow jacket or a, a horse fly or something out there, but he just all of a sudden took off and um, we got off the track and I took him onto a section of grass over towards the tree line, hoping that he would stop, but he didn't stop. He just spun really quick, and that's when he flipped me out of the jogger and drove me into the ground. Now, he didn't have a scratch or a pimple on him. He just <laughs> he was smart enough to know to come back to the barn. But, I, yeah, like I said, it was something that just uh, happened in the blink of an eye. Um, I did my best to uh, try and slow him down, but he simply wouldn't. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. And, Ken, did you remain conscious? I know you were on the ground, and the horse had taken off back to the barn. And a, a bunch of people came rushing to your aid. Were you conscious through all of this? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I thought I broke my arm, my right arm, because that's where I landed. Uh, the impact on the ground is what happened when I when I landed. I landed on my right arm, and that's the arm I'm having the, the most trouble with now, neurological wise. Yeah, no, I was conscious. People phoned nine one one quickly and came running out to me and stuff like that. I was conscious the whole time until I got to the hospital and uh, they initially thought the same thing they thought my arm was broken they thought I had multiple bro- breaks in my arm um, it wasn't the, I went for an MRI I went for a CT scan and it wasn't until I went for x-rays that they realized it was actually three vertebrae in my neck that had fractured my arm had no breaks in it at all you actually were in and out of the hospital three times after that is that correct twice twice yeah. okay. uh, I went in for the Obviously, the original, uh, I was transported to Guelph from from the training center here in Cambridge. Um, I spent one and a half days at Guelph Memorial Hospital, and then I was transported to Hamilton General Hospital, where um, I was given the option of either surgery, which would have solidified my neck. They also gave me the option of just letting it heal on its own and taking the chance that it would heal properly. And there would be a longer period of time, obviously, in that process. And I like the uh, the safe way. So I went with surgery and they uh, fused six vertebrae in my neck. I've lost a little bit of motion in my neck and stuff like that. But uh, it, was the, it was the guaranteed way to go that uh, recovery time was going to be quicker that way. And Ken, I understand you had 43 staples in total going from the back of your head to the middle of your shoulder blades. What was that about? That's uh, 
the extent of, of what they had to do in order to perform the surgery. So yeah, it was, I look like, uh, the back of my neck looked like a football with mm-hmm. all the laces oh. up and stuff like that with oh. the staples on it. So, um, yeah, the, it started healing fine, but then I think 11 days after the surgery, um, I had to go back for a checkup and there was an infection in the surgical site. So they had to, uh, open it back up and go back in and, uh, they call it a washout. So they obviously clean up the affected area. There was a possibility that they were going to have to take all the hardware out of my neck that they put in, in the original surgery, but they didn't have to. So, um, but by leaving it in, I had to go on, um, IV antibiotics at home. They put a pick line in my arm, which allows me or someone in my family to, uh, actually run the intravenous uh, medication right into my arm which went right to my heart so I did that for six weeks and now I'm just on a simple two-a-day pill uh, for all antibiotics and you know some painkillers and stuff like that Um, a drug called Lyrica for neurological pain Um, it's a drug that takes a while to actually work so um, they say six to eight weeks so I've clearly been on it for longer than that but I'm still having issues uh, with both of my arms because of that. I move them. I can, I can do things. I just don't have strength, and I've always got that that pain in my arms. It's it's like having a toothache all the time. At the time, Ken, how many horses did you have in training, and and what happened to them? Um, at the time, I had five horses in the barn. My friend Richard Moreau, uh, he came and took four of them to his farm and, and he, he trained them while I was convalescing. And once I was able to get back on my feet, um, one of them is one that I owned. I was, tr- I was training three others for, uh, some other people. And, uh, the one that I owned, I brought her back to my, f- my training center here. I didn't, someone else did. And, uh, my brother and his, his wife and my mother and my niece, uh, they all chipped in collectively and kind of, uh, kind of took over you know doing the barn work and stuff like that which was great they had two horses in the barn and now there's five in the barn so things are slowly starting to get back a little more normal the one that's on the comeback trail is that bob blah blah that's the one yeah okay let's talk about let's talk about him health from the vet the other day so he's ready to start training he's he's had you know a couple different injuries and stuff like that so Hopefully you can bounce back. We'll see. I want to ask you something that is a little bit difficult to ask, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's a very personal question. Has this mm-hmm. changed the way you feel about horses in in general and the horse that bolted in particular? No, not really, other, other than the fact that I obviously won't be able to uh, train them and stuff like that, like go fast. I think there will be a day where... You know, you can get back up and jog horses and stuff like that. Once, uh, once I get, once I regain full strength in my arm, um, I, I'm not scared of it. I, I wouldn't be afraid of it, like a, like a PTSD situation or something like that. And but uh, no, I, I love I love the interaction with the horses mm-hmm. because it's a it's an outlet to forget about the other problems you know going on in your life. It's it's actually stress relieving for me. And it is for my brother as well. I notice a difference in him. He, he's a high-strung guy. He just, he's got a lot of things going on in his life, like we all do. But it just changes when you come to the barn. You, you seem to take deeper breaths, and you, uh, it's almost therapeutic. 
um, for me, I find it a great stress reliever, and I just I just love being with them. So to answer your question, no, I have I have no reservations about being at the barn or any of that stuff at all. I want to talk about uh, like the last time you were on, we introduced uh, us to the uh, Bill Galvin Racing Alliance. Talk about the alliance. Obviously, you can talk about Bill. I can talk about Bill as well. But uh, and of course, Bill was involved with Bob Blah Blah, wasn't he? He was involved as a breeder. Yeah, yeah. had Bill. Um, Bill passed away before Bob even started training, mm-hmm. but he 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 was still um, a co-breeder of Bob. So yeah, he he would have been an exciting horse. For, Bill would have been on cloud nine. Sure would have. Uh, yeah. Whether whether we were going to Clinton on a Sunday and winning, you know, just a. a cheap overnight race or you know winning the super final with bob but bill just loved being involved and and he too loved the horses he he loved coming out watching them train and he liked the camaraderie of speaking to people and and being involved uh, he he just loved the industry period and that's why we thought it was so important to uh you know keep his legacy alive by forming the the uh, bill galvin racing association unfortunately i haven't been able to contribute a whole lot because of my injury and stuff like that. Um, but the women who uh, are also involved, um, Karen Hover, Brenda Lothman, and Jane Ballore and Kathy Wade Vlar, they've done an outstanding job because um, the different writing derbies, the photo derbies that they had for children was something that Bill was very passionate about. And uh, they had an outstanding um, amount of contributions to um, those contests and derbies this year, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be recognized uh, later this evening on Saturday at Woodbine Mohawk Park. And I'm so proud of them for working their tails off all summer, going to different tracks and stuff like that, getting the word out about harness racing, not just to people at the racetracks, but most importantly outside of the racing circle, which we need. You are so gracious and generous, Ken Middleton Jr. I've got to ask though that the focus go back on you. When will you be back in the announcers booth? Right now, tentatively, the the return date they're asking me is November 27th. Um, But again, there's an asterisk on that. Um, Right now, I'm waiting on getting back uh, to the hospital for two tests. Uh, One is an MRI because of the neurological pain that I, or the neurological problems I'm dealing with, and something called an EMG test, which um, they're able to monitor nerve activity in your limbs and in your body and stuff like that. And, and that's what they're really desperately trying to get me in for right now. It's, uh, as, as people know, the, uh, getting into hospitals for different tests takes a long time, but they're trying to, they're trying to expedite this for me because of, because of what I'm going through. So I was with my, spoke with my surgeon, uh, this past week and he reassured me that, uh, I should be able to get in for those tests, uh, sooner than later. And that'll really, help because it'll draw them a roadmap to where the problem is stemming from that's causing the problem for my my neurological problems with my arms and stuff like that it just uh, it really drags me down it's changing my personality just because i'm more irritable and uh just i'm, all, I'm always in pain it's it's just a constant pain that won't go away so uh, I really want to get it dealt with, hopefully, sooner than later. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Ken, thanks for doing this, and uh, keep healthy. 
And we'll Thank see you. in the, we'll see in the announcers booth in November. I really hope so. Cross my fingers. Uh, no promises, but uh, that's that's where we're at right now. Be very careful as you cross your fingers. Now, yes. <laughs> it is six weeks from now that you'll be back in the announcers booth. We will be watching. We'll be waiting. We'll be listening. We'll be applauding. You are a marvelous human being, and I'm sorry that you've had to go through what you have so far. But the best is yet to come. Thank you, Ken Middleton Jr., for joining us on Ponies 24/7, the radio magazine. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other racing at several North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at ontarioracing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, ready to copy... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Your words are golden. Okay, well, let's start at uh, Woodbine. They have an 11 race card today, which includes the Ontario Fashion Stakes, uh, which is a grade three for fillies and mares, and the $250,000 Cup and Saucer Stakes for two-year-olds. Race three, though, is an interesting group of two-year-old fillies in a maiden special weight with a purse of $111,600, six and a half furlongs on the tapita. 
Eight fillies have been entered, including number four, Among the Roses, a first-time starter by the good sire Curlin. Among the Roses has been working quite regularly since August 27th, is the second foal of racing age for the dam private client, and she herself was a turf specialist who earned over $111,000. Josie Carroll is 15% with horses making their first start, and friend of the show jockey Rafi Hernandez is 4 for 7 at the meet when riding for uh, Josie Carroll. So Woodbine, race 3, number 4, Among the Roses. Race 9 at uh, Keeneland today is the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup Stakes for three-year-old fillies. And one of the perks of this race is the fact that it is by, by invitation only and draws fillies from around the world. They go for 600000 on the turf at a mile and an eighth, and 11 horses and one also eligible have been entered. Number two, Elusive Princess, is a French-bred mare who shipped in from Chantilly, France on August 4th to Saratoga and won Saratoga's Grade 3 Oaks Invitational, a race that saw this girl uh, 11 and 12 wide throughout the race and then closing quickly to draw away to a three and a quarter length decisive victory. Since that start, trainer Arnold Delacour has worked Elusive Princess five times and retains Flavian Pratt, who was aboard Elusive Princess in that Saratoga win. In that last race at uh, Saratoga, this horse recorded a 96 buyer rating, which is the best on the page, and if she runs back to this number, should be right there at the wire. So Keeneland, race nine, the Queen Elizabeth II prep, uh, uh, number two, Elusive Princess. Santa Anita has an 11 race card today, and race seven is the California Distaff Stakes. It's $100,000, six and a half furlong turf for fillies and mares, three and up. A compact field of seven is signed up, including number four, Chismosa, who back on July 27th at Del Mar finished a close second in the Fleet Treat Stakes, a race that was for California breads, which she meets today. Her last two starts since then, that July race, I think are basically throwouts with a 10th and a 7th against open fillies and mares. However, of interest, she did take some betting action in her last start, the Dark Mirage Stakes, at Los Alamitos. Today, Chismosa finds herself on turf, and this is a surface she is bred for. And interestingly, Chismosa's only start over the turf was back in May at Santa Anita on May 6th, a race that just happened to be Chismosa's first start of the year, and it was also the Grade 3 Senorita. Chimosa was actually only beaten by two and a quarter lengths in this race. She shows up today with a bullet five furlong work of 59 handily since her last start and should appreciate a race against fellow California breds as well. Uh, getting back on the turf, I think, will also help this girl. So Santa Anita, race seven, number four, Chismosa. And finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 13 race card tonight, including the Ontario Sire Stakes Gold Superfinals. Race five, though, is a one mile pace for fillies and mares, a purse of $24,000. And the race is the Bill Galvin Alliance Youth Derby Awards Night Pace. There's 10 fillies and mares entered. And number three, Style for a Mile, was actually a pony's pick last week and again closed some in the stretch to get fifth money. Unfortunately, Style for a Mile has been stuck with the 10-hole and then the 8-hole last week, which has caused this mare to basically lag off the gate and then close into the pace. She draws the 3-hole tonight and should get some potential early position also with Jonathan Drury at the controls. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 5, number 3, Style for a Mile, one more time. Larry, you are the absolute best. Thank you. See you next Saturday. And a big shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark. 
Goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.